Cherries were top of the league. <laughs> Bit of a delay between recording and uh, giving. News comes in all sorts of shapes and sizes, doesn't it? It can be good, it can be bad. I love that video. It shows the variety of one people in our town. It shows variety of people's lives. And um, the reality is, news can be pretty mundane. I broke my phone. Or it can be pretty significant. I got married. I'm having a baby. I'm not, actually. That was on the, on the screen. But the, I wonder what news you've had this year. I wonder how your 2021 has been. And uh, in many ways, there seems to be more bad news and more prevalent and more often bad news in this world that we live in. And uh, let's, be, let's be honest, Omicron is not good news. And uh, for me, I suppose this year, I, I think back at the beginning of the year, we couldn't meet as a church community, and when we could, we couldn't sing. And uh, I think of, I, oh, I had back pain for like four months of the year through overdosing on Zoom, believe it or not, sitting for too long in front of a screen. My wife has had lost her taste and lost her smell, lost the will to work in the NHS for another day. My daughter had her driving test cancelled not once, but three times. My boys have been climbing the proverbial isolation wall. That's been my year. <laughs> In many ways. Um, but the world's had some pretty bad news too. Harry and Meghan left the royal family, racial allegations. I think of the high street just... It's been decimated, hasn't it, by the rise of online shopping. I am learning Greek through every variant that comes in terms of COVID. I think the planet is at a point of no return in terms of global warming and climate change. I think of Afghanistan and remembering those pictures of people trying to get on an aeroplane and some not quite making it. I'm sure you can remember the same. I can remember the UK getting nil poire in the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> you know, I thought the whole idea with Brexit was that we wouldn't have to do that competition anymore <laughs> or be tempted to watch it to see if it's still as bad as it always used to be. <laughs> so the world's had some pretty tough stuff. But it's not all been doom and gloom. There's chinks of light and hopes of better. Of course there is. Everywhere we go, England got to a major cup final. Hallelujah. <laughs> there's uh, lots of good out there. There's lots of things that we could remember that have been great. And the reality is those things are often what keep us going. You see, even during lockdown, the environment got welcome relief. Did you know that? That the emissions from CO2 were cut in half because there were a whole lot less traffic on the road. And someone cleverer than most of us invented a vaccine so that we could have a savior from this whole COVID pandemic stuff. There's a lot of things that have been good this time. And these things are good for some, but not for all. 
They're good for a moment and, yeah, can bring some sense of happiness, but is it really life-changing for us and for the planet? Is there any good news that can be good for everyone? Is there any news that can be completely life-transforming? Well, the news that the angels brought to the shepherds in the Gospel of Luke was just that. We've heard it in our reading. They said this. The angels said to them in verse 10, chapter 2, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. This is good news, not just mild sort of pleasant news. This is going to bring great joy. This is not just for some. This is for all the people. And it ends with great joy. This kind of news sounds like it's worth exploring, right? Let's delve a little deeper if it's really as good as they say it is. And for that, we need to read on verse 11. Today, the angels continued, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Wow, that's quite a statement. You see, what's in this name of Jesus? It's all in the name. We've heard Mary talking about this name. He will be great and we'd be called the son of the most high. We heard from Joseph that he is to be called the Lord Jesus, which means the Lord saves. Why? Because he will save the people from their sin. This is an incredible kid, right, being born. And it's an incredible reputation for a name to live up to, isn't it? When I was born, my parents gave me the name Russell, which means little rusty one. <laughs> I'm still not sure if I've lived up to that or not. I wasn't even born ginger. Does this Jesus live up to his name? Well, I can tell you he does because this good news is hugely significant for us. You see, I've got bad news for you tonight. We are the ones that need saving from our sins. The bad news is that we are worse than we ever thought we were. You see, this sin separates us from the God who loves us. We, as a result, are God's enemies and subject to his anger, righteous anger and judgment at the end of our lives. And by ignoring our maker, the one who created us, and by living our own lives for ourselves and not for him, we are out of our intended shape and lacking our most needed relationship. That's the bad news. 
tonight. And the result of that is that our souls are not at rest. There is anxiety. There's a lack of peace and a lack of knowing even who we truly are. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Russ. <laughs> it's a really good message. Have you noticed that good news always sounds much better on the back of bad news? So here's the good news tonight. The good news is that you and I are more loved than we ever knew. You see, this Jesus came as a savior. He came so that he could make a way back for us to have that relationship with God restored. Jesus, the savior, brings us back to God. Jesus, the savior, takes the anger in our place. Jesus, the savior, died upon a cross so that we didn't have to. Jesus, the savior, as we put our trust in him and turn away from living our own lives, restores that relationship so that we can have peace and ultimate peace with God once again in this life and forever with him. That, my friends, at this Christmas time is why we love to celebrate it and it is the good news of great joy for every one. The angels, of course, they knew this. Verse 14 of that same chapter, we hear them shouting, singing, worshiping, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Mary was greatly troubled. Joseph, equally. The shepherds were terrified. To each, the news of this savior brought them peace in the midst of difficulty. It didn't mean that everything was going to be all right. It meant that in all of life, the good news and the bad news, they knew peace with a savior who love them. Do you know what? You can know that peace too. I want to introduce to you on a video some of my friends who have found something of that peace in the midst of difficulty. Have a watch. My story is one of finding peace, even when my circumstances and emotions said otherwise. Let me tell you why. While I was growing up, we moved a lot due to my parents' work, often only staying in each area for a couple of years. This meant that I never really felt settled and I had to rebuild my life several times. As a kid, I also experienced the trauma of an immediate family member suffering from a brain tumor, followed by the death of a grandparent. In the following years, I developed and experienced various symptoms from nausea to headaches to breathing difficulties as well as finding it irrationally hard to face everyday tasks like attending a music lesson. At its worst, I couldn't sleep 
as I was afraid that I would die and not wake up in the morning. Anxiety controlled my everyday life, making everyday tasks nigh on impossible, with a constant need for hypervigilance and controls in place to manage it. This continued well into my 20s. In reality, I was existing rather than living. I was in an abusive situation and life was chaotic and dark and I just didn't know what was going to happen next. Um, I was heartbroken, confused and angry and every time I thought things couldn't possibly get any worse, they got worse. I was at the end of 28 years of drug addiction and into the darkest days of my life. I had nothing left to give and nothing left to lose. Two and a half years ago, my husband left. Not only was I a stay-at-home mom who was now physically and financially alone with two kids, I was left in a country that was not my own with no immediate family here. Since I was 14, I've regularly experienced deep depression and suicidal urges. Some of this was hereditary, but I was also getting behind with school, combined with external pressures to succeed. I felt like my worth was tied up with academic success in life. And since I wasn't succeeding, I reached a point where I felt utterly without hope. I made multiple attempts on my life over the years. After having each of my two children, I suffered with postnatal depression. The first time particularly, I felt deep anxiety, fear and panic. I felt overwhelmed, inadequate, exhausted. Waking up in the early hours, an ocean of anxiety and panic would flood over me. I had no understanding of my value and lost sight of my purpose. For the longest time I thought I never belonged. I didn't have a stable family unit growing up and as such would seek affirmation, surrogate parents and whomever I deemed worthy. Being an impressionable child meant I adopted thoughts and ideologies that weren't my own. In my search to belong, I lost my belonging. Although my husband left me alone, through the support of my immediate family and church family here at CityGate, I have never felt alone. I now know what true, unconditional love is, and I'm so amazed and grateful to be accepted and chosen by Jesus who is faithful forever and perfect in love. At age 15, God spoke to me, and in response I started reading the Psalms. In that time, he showered a peace and security over me for that next year. Though I didn't have a proper home, God made his home in me and showed me his body that I might make my home in him. He proved himself a strong tower and refuge and in him I am safe. Now I know my family, I know where I belong and who I belong to. I was helped in many ways. My GP, medication, practical love and support from church family definitely. But the main thing that has brought lasting change and victory over depression and anxiety was relearning the truth that real joy comes from knowing to whom I belong, that he is my loving, kind, generous father, and my identity, purpose, reason for living are found in him. On one attempt on my life, God physically intervened, and at, at that time, I wasn't following him at all. Years later, I saw a picture of God's hands around me, protecting me, and this grace reminded me that he does have a purpose and plan for my life, even when I don't see it. In the midst of my addiction, God put me in front of Teen Challenge, where I got the help I desperately needed and the role models and friends I still have today. 
God gave me strength through the darkest nights and peace I've never known before. Two songs really empowered me early on. They were What a Fun We Have in Jesus and How Great Is Our God. God brought me out of that abusive situation. And there's a song called Egypt and the bridge goes, you stepped into my Egypt, you took me by the hand, you marched me out in freedom into the promised land. And that's my testimony. God gave me strength and he spoke to me through other people at exactly the right times. And in the midst of all the chaos, he gave me peace and even joy that didn't make any sense. I still struggle with depression and suicidal urges, but he brings me peace through the knowledge of his hands around me and his plans for me. It doesn't eliminate the struggle, but it's enough to keep going. One of my favorite songs, Gyra, says this, I'm already loved, I'm already chosen. I know who I am, I know what you've spoken. Psalm 23 says, even though I walk through the valley of deep darkness, I don't need to be afraid, for you are with me. Anxiety controlled my life for many years. I realised that I was looking to the world for answers to my brokenness, but I knew it wasn't enough. Eventually, I was convinced to get some help. Even though I wasn't going to church and my therapist wasn't a Christian, God met me in my brokenness. I regularly heard him speaking to me through my therapist and experienced moments of supernatural peace. Anxiety and fear still exist in me, and in all honesty, I don't actually feel like I've had one standout transformative moment. But rather, God's work in me has been gradual, bringing me to a place where anxiety isn't a daily debilitating battle. And I can recall countless times where I've experienced a peace that surpasses all worldly understanding in the moments I've needed him most. I now know that God is so much bigger than my mental illness, and my hope and future are secure in him. You might be asking, how can I know this? Can this really be the case? <laughs> well, this good news is to be taken hold of. Let's go back to the story one last time, to Mary and to Joseph, both despite a thousand questions took God at his word, took a small step of faith and trusted him. Mary said, let your word, God, be fulfilled in my life. Joseph did what the angel said and went through with marrying Mary and the shepherds, that same passage of scripture in verse 15, they said, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Each of them exploring this amazing thing that happened at Christmas time. My invitation would be Will you explore? Because it can truly change your life and be life 
transforming. There's a couple of ways you could do that, and you might have a thousand questions as well. One way to do that is to talk to the person who brought you and ask them about their journey with Jesus. A second way you can do that is through something we call Alpha. And we're running an Alpha in January. Thursday evening starts January the 13th. It's a low-key um, discussion around food. Watch a video, ask big questions, talk with others, investigating the same. You're going to be given an invitation to Alpha as you leave the building tonight. It's just one way that you, like the shepherds, could go and see or explore a little further what you've heard tonight. It really is good news. Last things for me to say are Merry Christmas. I genuinely hope and pray you have a good news Christmas. But remember, even in the difficult stuff, you can trust one who is over everything.